I made the episodes about Snowflake Arizona, but I haven't been able to listen to them since making them, and I may have made mistakes in making them. Things here have gotten significantly more extreme and strange, like the kind of strange when we realized Trump had been elected. But this kind of strange we have experienced a number of times before, and we have documented the most effective known solutions, and we're working on implementing something. We have compiled a number of different recordings and snippets of happenings ongoing. Readings of things like Snowflake Arizona you will find at anchor.fm slash intuitive, our main station of this intuitive public radio and our satellite station anchor.fm slash notes on refuge. Both of those locations have what is, I think, almost an hour-long episode for each detailing the very interesting town of Snowflake. Or rather, the area around Snowflake that has many interesting resources and communities. So I remember that much of it anyway. And now I'm trying to proceed. I'm going to feed myself. And I'm going to find the next thing that is needed. And I'm going to proceed bravely and faithfully. That's my plan. Thank you for listening to the radio today with me. You are listening to Intuitive Family Frameworks, and we are emerging from a scramble, or maybe ascending into another scramble, but soon we will be free of it, one way or another. We have been talking in my emergencies feed on Telegram, and in my blog on Telegram, and in other places about the trauma that happens in families, and how we can all think differently about how we approach these problems so that we are more likely to get what we need. I don't have links yet for these things, but I will soon, and I will insert some messages here. If I hadn't told you about it, you might not have even noticed. In any case, following is... A conversation between myself and Amy Lilith. Hello. So, what do we have today for the public radio? We are talking about families and challenges recently. Well, we certainly have that new post you dad just put up. If you want to talk about that. Well, do you have questions that you want to ask? I think what I want to ask is, like, I just read it, and he's, and you responded to it in the channel. Wait, what do you mean? I have not responded to Dad's message, no. Responded I, to, you, you 
in the private panel? I sent it to a private channel so that I could make words about it so that others can help me communicate. So that's um, I have not responded to him. I would like there to be a way to respond to him that he can understand. And I don't have a way of doing that myself. And that has been a right. compounded problem these last years. Well, that's that's what I'm referring to is where you responded to it in the private channel. And um, to me, that's so super clear that I still, and he even alludes to it. He says, let's see, where is it? Um, uh, she cancels pretty much because the family has not communicated or communicated well or insufficiently on this one issue. But he doesn't, I would like to ask him to continue to address that, what it is that he is realizing he, they're not communicating about, I'm not sure I'm making good words right now. Um, that, I, I invite you to ask him more if you want to. I think that one of the terrible difficulties we have had with trauma in our family is that there has not been it, it, there has not been the ability for us to have conversations with different people who talk mm -hmm. in different ways or have different perspectives. And as people surviving trauma together, we're getting traumatically slammed against one another, trying to communicate when there needs to be a broader communication base. I think right. maybe for anybody, I, I, I think for anybody, there needs to be a broader communication base so that my dad can give his neurons a break, trying to understand me when, when we are down to him not receiving my signals and me repeating myself. Same thing with mom, same thing with others. If, if any of these family members can get a break from trying to understand me, which, which we have come up against such walls, in terms of, um, and can talk to someone else, just covering the same points helps repair pathways. Right. It does for me. Right. And I think it does for other people also. So I, I think my question then would be, in those instances where you have needed to cancel because there wasn't sufficient safety, can you, specify what those things were sure so um the, i'm sorry did you finish your question did you have anything else or did i jump in sometimes i'm not sure i'm finished but it was <laughs> so the problem of my safety has been this long drawn out compounded made infinitely complex problem that i'm trying to sort out in the simplest way possible and I think that the simplest way to describe it, at least to start, is that the doctors that I have interacted with have been unwilling to interact with me in any way that would allow me to communicate effectively and reliably with them. They insist on only communicating with me in ways that I have already said to them harms me or makes it not possible for me to access the language neurology that I need. Um, I have communicated this so many times and I have not found a doctor who will let me communicate fully and I have not found a doctor who would address those things. I have not found a doctor who would interact with me through email 
we have discussed the UPMC system, which I would really like to just keep aside as a separate topic for my okay. brain, if that's okay. all right. Um, in regards to my parents, my parents and I actually have often had, well, okay, often is not the right word, but uh, several times very successfully, my parents and me have had conversations about how I am in danger when I go to these places and um, how my communication is in danger and how I need people with me as advocates because I keep being put in situations where people expect to evaluate me, but they're ignoring that I'm telling them the situation they're putting me in to evaluate me is harming me. And yes. so they can't possibly be getting good scientific data <laughs> under those circumstances. And right. my parents have separately talked with me in ways that I thought meant that they understood it. All of us have had those conversations only only not not with full respite from trauma, maybe a little respite, and we we manage to have those conversations sometimes even repeatedly and consistently over short periods of time. But because we are constantly in different states of trauma, people remember very different things. And mom mom says this also: people remember very different things, have very different experiences, even about the same interaction. Yes. And what my parents remember from our interactions is never clear to me. What signals they've received is never clear to me because when we are constantly being forced through trauma, all of us are remembering something different. And if we cannot communicate consistently, they don't know what my experience is. They have never, they've never gotten the signals about my, my experience in a lot of cases. And I have no idea how much of what I said they heard. I only know that we've had discussions a number of times where we were able to discuss a topic at length. And by the end of the conversation, I was satisfied that they, like my dad, for instance, and my mom separately, have represented to me that they understand that in those medical environments, I am undergoing extreme and constant trauma that is never being addressed. And my, both of my parents have said things to me that made me feel much better about that. And I felt that they understood. But then we have these um, uh, drawn out, repeatedly traumatic circumstances where none of us can keep uh, uh, practicing those neurological pathways. So we remember that stuff under the worst stress. Mm -hmm. So when the worst stress happens, everybody remembers something different. And I am still the person least allowed to communicate because they can't really communicate well with me having to use Telegram. But my mom and dad have the opportunity to talk to one another, at least sometimes. And it's, it's much reduced from what it should be for their well-being. Right. But I, I, I don't know if they recognize what a huge thing that is to have the resonance of interacting with another person as bodies and talking mm -hmm. to one another sometimes. And then you also send messages sometimes on a phone or you talk on a phone. It's very different. And I am being disallowed any interaction with bodies because it requires individuals to practice with me so that, so that they understand what I need to be safe. And no one's been available to do that. So I wanna practice with my parents. I wanna practice with the doctors, but I right. haven't found any 
There have been no medical professionals that would get past their script or their template with me. Um, right. So far, none of them will cooperate on a level that keeps me safe. So I'm still waiting to find doctors who are interested in having that conversation with me. Anyone who hears this, please email me. Max at intuitive.pub is my address. I'm super interested in talking to any medical professional or really a professional of any kind that would rather address this situation in, in the, the most sensible way. So to reiterate, it's not that you are unwilling, you are completely willing. It's just A, you need more phone time and practice with your parents so they can be fully on the same page. This is what I'm hearing anyway. And, and, and I wanna make sure that's correct. And B, extend that to finding appropriate medical personnel who can address your needs of communication appropriately. Yes. Yeah, what, that would what be great. Are, what are those particular needs in terms of communication? AA, obviously, being able to talk through email is one. I think that this is a different conversation that, that I just need to have in a different compartment. It has a lot of details in it, so I'll, I'll take a break before we talk about that particular thing. Um, Sounds there, there are a lot of... There are a lot of things um, I, I I don't know how reasonable or unreasonable it is to ask any doctor to 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 address a list like this with me, hmm. um, uh, considering that they cannot possibly treat a person of my severity without doing so. That's like an important consideration. But also, um, yeah, I don't know. I forgot whatever it was. It's okay. I think a doctor who actually wants to study the reality of what's going on for you and is versed, and this is the oh. trick of finding one who is versed in. Yeah, sorry, in, you just reminded me of what I was gonna say. And it was, it, the, the reason it dropped out of my head is super funny. Um, uh, the other thing I was gonna say is, and especially considering that continuing to trust medical contexts that were misleading me or misrepresenting themselves to me has yes. mo most especially made my condition worse over the years. So I would really think that there are doctors out there who really want to, to sort this out with us. I really do think that they are there. I haven't found them yet, but I haven't been allowed to communicate with most of my doctors. So that's a thing. And I will affirm that finding them is hard. I'm experiencing this with my friend, whose name I will not say right now for the public, but uh, finding a doctor who will communicate in ways that are honoring and listening and taking her concerns into, into deep consideration. Now, granted, we live in an area that has really poor health. We get some of the worst of the worst doctors up here because we're an impoverished county. but we've had that same we thought the new one might be hopeful and he's turned out to be terrible oh no yeah he's very very dismissive and um yeah i won't get it too into details because i don't want to i don't want to yeah. pull what we're talking about but it is very hard to find people who will treat you respectfully in a doctor patient relationship and um 
when a patient becomes so severe that we have all of these additional compound trauma stuff around everything, yes. what, what people do and what professionals do is they tend to keep an extra distance from the situation because they're not sure why people are engaging in these trauma expressions. They may be engaging in these trauma expressions because they could not help what happened because it, nothing was their fault because it just happened. And I know that many people and many professionals realize this and many people and many professionals feel like there is some other category where someone may be trying to manipulate manipulate them in a way that that will put them in danger professionally or will drag them into something they don't want to be part of yes and every case that i have become intimately avail intimately aware of intimately um like examining the details of mm -hmm. looks like people are being scapegoated that way without there being any evidence that that someone has really been intending harm in any case and a massive pile of evidence that what is going on in the culture and what is not being looked at is actually relatively simple ways to address a lot of the problems that we have going on if only we can manage to not be in denial about them but people don't examine more closely and so they don't find those things they they are scared and they distance themselves and they see a lot of chaos from from the point where they're witnessing but they can tell all kinds of stories about it and lots of marketers tell all kinds of stories about it that keep people doing that and they never they never figure out that we could all work together and it it might actually be easy and the trick too, it's funny, I think a lot of doctors can misrepresent themselves at first as well. I have experienced that with my own GP, who in the beginning I just loved and then I started hearing other people's stories about her and I went, wow, that's terrible, I don't experience that. And then when I looked back and I even got my documentation from her and her notes and I went, oh, <laughs> oh she's really misrepresented herself to me and actually sees me you know because i too decline a lot of the things that they want to do because i find them not addressing the, the actual issue i find them as band-aids and potentially more harmful practices i turn down a lot of what the mainstream medical says i should do and with that i have kept myself alive with what I have, where doctors look at me oddly and say, wow, you don't get better, but you don't get worse. You should have either been <laughs> dead by now, and we don't understand it. I'm like, well, maybe <laughs> look at what I'm doing that might be great. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, like, it's a miracle from thin air, because right. they don't examine the mechanics of the things that are just in their, in their, their spot of lack of right. awareness. Um, right. That's, sorry it's okay so, horribly so, funny horribly. It is hilarious I, I i make jokes about it all the time um so it seems to me what would be good and i want to again call my other friend who i mentioned earlier who has been in she has environmental illness extremely herself and has been in act, act uh, activist circles and uh for decades and she says, you know, she says, we've come a long way. We still have a long way to go, but you 
you'd not believe how far we've come in these conversations that are going more mainstream now. Um, at the time she started, she said there was nothing. Nobody knew anything, and no, no doctor was willing to talk about any of this. So I think more and more there are doctors. So A, trauma-informed, B, environmental illness, and and um, and I always get the words wrong, ME, CFS-informed doctors mm -hmm. who can recognize communicating with you in a manner that acknowledges those realities. Is there somebody in Pittsburgh? I don't know. Is there somebody who would be so interested in your situation who would come to Pittsburgh and deal accordingly? It's worth researching and finding out. Um, I would like to ask my friend if she has a list of resources or where I could look. Um, if that is something that would appeal to you moving, you know, Absolutely. And, and and really, nobody even needs to come to Pittsburgh. I would be very happy to talk to professionals who want to sort this out on the phone and we can work some of it out on the radio. It's really important for people to be having these conversations everywhere that they can be had. Well, then I wonder, too, in terms of, you know, if that is something you wanted to do in your situation. I get the one level of your parents wanting this for social security's sake. You, and that's another topic I don't know if you want to. I, I am not at all assuming that, that any professional that might respond to wa wanting to be aware of these things, wanting to be working on these things. I don't assume that that professional would necessarily be able to help me with, with any or all of my specifics. Um, right. I, or, I do, I would like to find professionals, but at this point, the most emergency nature of this is for me to solve communication with my parents in some way, because they are very confused. Their points do not match what they've already represented. And, and yes. so we need, we need to match up our communications. They may be using trauma languages that I don't understand. Right. And I'm definitely using trauma languages that they don't understand. And the only thing that can be done there is for us to learn one another's languages. I yes. am I am opposed to any plan of action that 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 brings my parents more burden, more effort. Um, they, on an emergency basis, need to be drawn back from the efforts they are putting in every day. Um, right. I have been begging them and others to help me change the situation, but they're they working themselves to death. Yes. And they, they would love to stop, but the only ways that they know how to stop working themselves to death is if we have enough money. And yep. that's, that's a slippery slope that a lot of people are familiar with. Once you get to that point, you may or may not ever have a chance again to make enough money. So if right. we can't, if we can't get the influx of money that we need, how else do we address the situation? Um, in situations of this kind of trauma, it seems that the person in my place often is, is in a position where, okay, well, um, if you commit suicide, everybody will be angry at you and, and sad and disappointed, and, and it will also suck committing suicide. Um, but you you need to communicate. Uh, please don't you know don't force me into a place that is suicide that is dying violently. 
Um, so then you think, okay, can I go somewhere else? Because the suicide impulse says, then I am no longer a burden to my family, which is incomplete, but it comes from an honest place. And yes. then can I get away? Can I go somewhere? Is there anywhere for me to go and have enough support for it to not just kill me? And right. that's this, this enormous question for an unbelievably huge number of people who don't yes. have a place to go as I don't have a place to go where we would have where we would have protocols in place where I would know that I wouldn't go into digestive failure. I would right. know that I wouldn't have um, seizures become so extreme that I, I can't, you know, I, or, or just lose my, well, the seizure activity and losing my ability to communicate are definitely related. I don't know if they overlap all the time, but they overlap a lot. So the things that can happen to me with exposures, I have to have a plan in place and the people most, most likely, most able, most aware to work with are my parents. But if, 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 if healthcare and the, the government or the state or, you know, and, and our communities and the public, if they believe that the way to address these situations is to leave it in the family and give people their, give people their privacy, which is extremely important, but in giving them their privacy, never find out what's happening to them, never give them an opportunity to, 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 uh, to understand what's happening to them, to have a language for what's happening to them. We don't have any of that. And so families are forced to stay in worsening, traumatic, traumatizing situations like this one, where the families are already still in many cases best equipped to solve the problem in the least expensive, least resource using way. But everybody else around who would claim to be in support of those parents as the rest of the, the operative organism, everybody else thinks, oh, well, social services will do it. Or if they didn't make enough money, well, they weren't successful enough. And sadly, those people die. Or, you know, like there are a lot of things that we can think of. And there's no one who can get out of that situation, especially when everybody is disabled or almost. And um, you know, there's there's Scott Santins and 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 his uh, universal basic income conversation and and our intuitive community basic income conversation. And there's no way to put that in place yet. But um, wouldn't it be interesting? if someone outside of these traumatized families could recognize that the families could solve this problem comparably very cheaply. Yes. If they were given a reasonable amount of support in the first place. But once, once we go down this road where everybody scapegoats everybody, everybody gets really confused about what the problem actually is. And we have to make a radio station. <laughs> which we have you have you did that we all did it go team <laughs> so i need to moment by moment come to terms with the control methodologies of the mental health system and that even though my pride and nourishment 
in family life has been that my parents so clearly to me differentiated themselves from the control-oriented establishment, from, from people failing to care about people, failing to recognize complications of poverty, failing to recognize where we must love one another when it is most hard to love one another. And when it's most hard to love one another, to be able to rise above and have something to believe in that draws us toward being better beings. Still, my parents have integrated in many ways control methodologies that were required for them to achieve what they had achieved. They have achieved what they've achieved by becoming aware of and familiar with control methodologies that they did not agree with and sought to work with for greater community safety, for greater safety for everybody. And that in working with these systems, we experience abuse. We are victimized by abuse in order to try in order to strive to do right, we expose ourselves to what harms us. And when we expose ourselves to what harms us, we make our most beautiful attempt and are continually disfigured in the process, making us unrecognizable to one another and to ourselves, and always leaning towards reaching for grasping at what is the good that we are continually seeking to do. Even when it comes with terrible disfigurement. Organisms strive and struggle and disfigure themselves and one another and are disfigured. All in this environment where so many like my parents, find strength in and choose to strengthen the insight that we are greater when we are braver in loving one another. 
and these organisms striving and struggling and finding strength in such things. The harms they endure slowly begin to stop them more assuredly until bright, brave, compassionate, glorious beings are stymied with, I can't, I can't. As everything breaks down in what is, what has been obscured as an intensely hostile environment, not because of some natural hostility of Mother Nature, but because we've forgotten how to believe in one another. And even with these bright shining sparks of creativity that happen in so many people, maybe in everybody, we are stopped and we can't find a way to move forward. We are stymied and doomed and it's over and so damaged that we cannot remember how to find solutions together. We are isolated, brutalized, and picked off one after another. The mental health system that as a professional establishment entity has brutalized my parents for trying to improve its helpful capacities is still preventing me from being in loving contact with people I love deeply because it mandates service to the bully. And without having finally achieved an environment that is supportive to sparks of insight centered on loving nourishment and belief rather than denial and punishment and obscuring honesty. I think we are Schrodinger's cat in a bag. We don't know if we're dead or alive. It's a pretty quantum experience. Even academics comes clear as a, an abusive environment. The medical profession 
is beset by suicides, by professionals unsupported and bullied and gaslighted, who don't know how to talk about what's happening to them while angry patients are drawing together mobs to get some recognition of harms done and everybody's being harmed. And the ability to communicate about it is so compromised. The mental health system has a role to play. The mental health system has an important occasion to which it must rise. And I wish I found it easier to describe. I feel rather strongly lately the mental health system has destroyed my parents' ability to have a relationship with me. It continues to treat my parents abusively. For the medical system and the government system, I say the same. I'm watching what happens when my family has been programmed to serve the bullies. And I remember what they said to me. I remember how I was brought up when they had it in their power to communicate with me. What's interesting, more and more, as I discern my natural functioning from the effects of environmental roofing, is that the more I examine more different kinds of people in different situations, the more it seems the only difference between them and me is that I am choosing to use words that are appropriately extreme for the extremity of what we are all experiencing. The pushback that I have continued to get for the extremity of my words has been life-threatening. And yet, These words are accurate. If my belief in myself and in this is only a function of brain damage and is a victim of the industry's intellectual bigotry, then I guess it'll end up being an extra juicy story. One worth following, certainly.
And then we'll see what these professional institutions have told my compassionate, brilliant, hardworking parents. Is that people who don't leap fast enough to make predatory money at the expense of others must not be allowed the privilege of connection to their family. As families are being destroyed by these dynamics every day, ongoing. The system promises parents abuse if they don't follow the rules of the system. The rules of the system are inherently incompatible with natural parenting, setting parents against their children. When the system continues to give parents no option for relief, it scapegoats them when through this traumatic experience for families, they cannot follow the rules of the system. The system does this to anyone in trauma who does not have sufficient privilege to avoid it. The languages all of us use because that's the only way that anyone's talking about any of these things all contribute to a large number of people misunderstanding that the system necessitates these abuse cycles. And in order to stop the abuse cycles, families must confront the system. And what will that do to them? IPR is a response to the impossible situation parents find themselves in, where no one is allowed to express themselves, except if they have certain kinds of community privilege. IPR gives everybody the privilege to express themselves safely in whatever way they need in community so that we can discover solutions we haven't been discovering and come to use languages that support us rather than cause the problems we're still having. How else do we as families build better communities? and encourage one another to solve problems with new languages and change the rules that are making health and happiness unreachable for everybody. <laughs>